meaning of the undone uh, for undone is this: undoing certain things in your life that stopped you deepening your relationship with Jesus. It's undoing. How many of you in here, like, you don't have to answer because I don't want to point you out, but how many of you in here have got certain things in your life that has tangled you up pursuing a deeper relationship with Jesus? If you know in your heart, like, there's something in there that I know that I just can't get rid of, probably because the way you've been taught or the way you view something, I just pray throughout the next four or six weeks that God undoes the things that have been pushing you backwards and still propelling you forwards. If we, if we look back in the last uh, six months, or oh, six months, five months, I can't remember, um, we purposely placed some series in this house. We placed you, our, our voice, learning our voice, back to basics, going back to the basics of things. We just finished Not What It Seems, um, which Pastor Fina finished off really well last week. If you didn't listen to it, go again, again uh, over it again, because she dropped a lot of hard truths um, in there. But every one of those series have been pointing us to one thing, which is Jesus. Not a church, not a song, not a, um, a program, but to Jesus. Have you heard the, um, the saying, because it's coming to the end of the year, Jesus is the reason for the season? You heard that? But it's not just the season of Christmas, but our everyday season. Jesus should, be, Jesus should be our season every day, not just because it's Christmas time. And today I wanted to start, it, I'll start our series off with this phrase, but title, and it's called Let It Go. Why don't you tell your neighbor, Let It Go. So I want to ask you a question as we start. What do you need to let go? I love the simplicity of the word. I don't like complicating things because once you get complicated, like complicating the word, you start becoming, coming into religion. And I just want to point out today, what do you need to let go of to deepen your relationship with Jesus? Because if we're honest, you probably know one thing right now, but that one thing has trapped you in a way that you can't move forward. Here's a list I can think of just for myself. Unforgiveness, bitterness, worry, hate. Oh, don't tell me you haven't hated somebody before. I have, definitely. Control. Ooh, control. Did it, did it touch some hearts? Control. Do you like controlling your life? Certain people. Ooh, ooh. Oh, not my family member. <laughs> not my friend. <laughs> Certain people in your life. Well, this one, <laughs> ladies, I'm not going to comment. <laughs> well, another one is laziness. Laziness. The list can go on. I was like thinking, should I name like everything that I can think of? And I'm like, nah, that would be my whole sermon. <laughs> we wouldn't have time to talk about Jesus. <laughs> but the list can go on. But for you today, what do you need to let go of? Because if you're waiting to be ready, you'll never be ready. Let me tell you that again. If you're waiting to be ready, you'll never be ready. If you're waiting to have it all together, you'll never have everything all together. So the question I want to ask us today again, what do you need to let go of? 
Letting go is an easy statement, and it's an easy action, but it requires us to voluntarily let it go. So letting go is an easy statement. It's actually an easy action, but we have to volunteer to let it go. Are we right this morning? That's the hard part. And I was thinking about it. I was like, Ecclesiastes. Everyone knows Ecclesiastes chapter 3a. Verse 6. It's up here. It's a time to gain, a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to throw away. For some reason, we always forget the last part, a time to throw away. We always stay with a time to keep. But God knows that we're going to lose things in our lives. God knows that we're going to gain stuff in our life. But sometimes there are things in your life that you have to throw away. Yes, Jesus Christ died for it, but he can't pay for something if you haven't given it. So I want to ask you a question again. What are you holding on to that God is telling you to let go of? Not your pastor, not your friend, not your wife, your spouse, not your children. But what is God telling you to let go of? I'm not sure about you if you've been in the world lately. In the world lately. But why is it that people that don't know God look more freer than the church? Why does the church look bound and the world looks free? I can tell you why. The church sucks at letting go of things. We're good at harboring stuff. We're good at hoarding hurt. We're good at hoarding things that may not be good for us, but we still won't let it go. Sorry for using the word sucks for anyone who's been offended. But that's all I can think of. We're terrible at letting go. I know, I know people in my life who are saved, who still have unforgiveness against other people. But we should be free. From unforgiveness. But if I go to my friend who friends who are not saved, I hang out with them every every like nearly every month. I go out with people who are not saved. We always hang out from Bunnings days. They look freer as any other Christian I should know. And I'm like, there's a there's a picture wrong here because they don't know Jesus. And I know people who know Jesus, they look worse off than them. It's because they're good at harboring stuff. And so I want to ask the question again, what do you need to let go to deepen your relationship with Jesus? We're experts at harboring stuff. We're experts at holding things and terrible at letting go. Just my thoughts. I was thinking about it in the Garden of Eden. I think God accounted for man to be like this. He accounted for it. He didn't create us in this way, but I'm sure he encountered that, accounted that we're going to be people who are terrible at letting go. And so I want to go on to Psalms 55. I'm basing my whole message around the Psalms. Psalms 55, 22. It says, cast your burden on the Lord, release it, and he will sustain and uphold you. Let me say that again. Cast your burden on the Lord, release it, and he will sustain and uphold you. See, the word burden in the New Testament usually refers to troubles in life. Cast your troubles of life, Upon the Lord. But it also can mean something that is troubling you, that stops you living in freedom and stops you deepening your relationship with Jesus. That could be a burden. Are we all right this morning? So, to cast, so cast your burdens, cast your troubles, cast all those things that you need to let go of, cast them to the Lord. Cast means an act of throwing something forcefully. 
Are we right? Cast your burden upon the Lord. Cast it, meaning throw it off you forcefully. So in other words, you can't cast off casually. Are we right this morning? You can't cast off casually. It must be intentional, and it must be done by force. How many of you know that there's things in your life that you want to let go, but it's so hard to let go? So there has to be a casting, that a throwing off forcefully, where it takes everything in you to give it to the Lord. Are we right? Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. So to sustain means sustain someone means to maintain, to nourish, to provide food for, to bear, to hold up, to protect, to support, to defend, to supply the means necessary for living. Sustain. Sustain means to maintain, nourish, provide food, bear, hold up, protect, support, defend, or to supply the means necessary for living. So let's go back to the scripture in Psalms 55. Cast your burden on who? Why is the church casting their burden on Facebook? Why is the church casting their burden on their spouse? Why is, why is the church casting their burden on their neighbor or on society today? Because it doesn't say cast your burden on anything else other than Lord, but why isn't the church doing it? Think about it. Think about it. Have I done that? Cast my burden on someone else other than the Lord? I can tell you I have. Let me point this out for you. Maybe the reason why you don't feel like God is sustaining you with something you let go of is because you didn't cast it on him in the first place. It says, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. So if he shall sustain us when we cast upon him, what does it mean if we cast upon someone else? Would he sustain us? Because he only can sustain us if we cast it upon him. But if we cast it on other people, on Facebook, on social media, on, on whatever, are you going to feel sustained? No. Because we didn't cast it the right way. All over Facebook, all over social media, people are putting their burdens on there. They're putting it all over, like... I'm not sure about you if you look at Facebook and that. I hardly ever look at Facebook anymore due to that reason. Because the church is just not being kind. But I want us to flip the narrative. I want us to undo some things that we probably have done before, which is we need to learn to cast our burden the right way, which is upon the Lord. I think about this... um, Pastor D, can you come? Can you hold it like this? Yeah, just stand there. If you look at um, Pastor D, this is probably majority of every person in this world. How heavy do you think this is? How heavy? Yeah. But if you think about it, the weight of this is irrelevant. Because over time, this 500 gram thing is going to be heavier. He's all good for now. But if we come tomorrow and he stays still like this, he'll either be on the ground. (laughs) 
or he would be at home and saying, I'm not doing this stupid routine. <laughs> if I kept Pastor D like this for the next 24 hours, that thing that felt so small becomes actually something so big. Relate this to something in your life that you need to let go of. To you, it may be small. But if you have been harboring it over years, that very thing that you thought was small, it's not small anymore. Because we're not called to hold this weight. God's called us to cast our burdens upon him. He said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. But we cannot take the yoke, upon, uh, the yoke of God upon ourselves if we haven't first give this over. So if we are looking like this right now, I want to ask you again, what do you need to let go of? Because let me tell you, I know for me, this week, you can keep holding it. <laughs> I know for me this week, this week's been a challenge because there's some undoing of things in my life that I need to do that I just acknowledged this weekend. And it's not all scriptural. It's about some stuff that I need to do personally for myself. I haven't told my wife this because I've been battling it with in my mind. I'm like, nah, next week. Nah, the week after. Oh, I'll start in 2022 at the New Year so I can have a New Year's resolution um, and all this rubbish. But God's like, why don't you just let it go now? Oh, but I don't want to. I can carry it now. But when it comes to January the 1st, that very thing that I thought I could carry, I wouldn't be no longer to carry by myself. Is it getting sore? Yeah, it's getting sore. You can keep holding it. <laughs> but without you realizing, this is what the church looks like. Oh, but it's just unforgiveness between this person who hurt me. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. That's what you're going to look like. What happens after a year of doing this? Heavy. What after two years? Heavy. Why does it take up to a deathbed for someone to say sorry? Why is it always up to a funeral where someone says something good about somebody they hated? Why be my friend at my funeral if you couldn't be my friend when I was alive? But the church looks like it. Getting sore, right? <laughs> He's dropping. <laughs> no, you can let go now. That's sweet. <laughs> Why do we have to wait to something tragic happens to acknowledge somebody that they're amazing? It's because that little unforgiveness that they did, like they probably stole twenty dollars. Hello. So over the years, something that was so small actually becomes something so big. And we actually trap ourselves and not going in a deeper relationship with Jesus. You can't blame the devil because God says, cast your burdens on him. You can't blame your spouse because God says, cast your burdens on him. Even if it's your spouse who, who gave you that burden, talking to all the wives, yep. Even if it's your spouse, like your husband gave you the burden, like the burden you with stuff, you don't go to him to fix the problem. You go to Jesus, he'll give you the solution. My life is not to change my wife. My life is to give my life to Jesus, and Jesus will change my wife. 
vice versa. So let me say it again. Maybe the reason why you don't feel God is sustaining you or something, you let go, is because you didn't cast it upon him in the first place. Yes, we need to let go of some things, but we need to let it go the right way, which is upon the Lord. Are we all right this morning? So I want to I say some questions, and then you're going to say, let it go. Okay? So I'm going to ask a question, and then you're gonna, everyone in this place is going to say what? Okay. Do you have unforgiveness towards someone this morning? Okay, I want to say that again. Do you have unforgiveness towards someone this morning? Okay, why do we have to let it go? I want to give you some scriptures to back this up. Matthew 6.14 says this. For if we forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive their trespasses, neither your Father will forgive your trespasses. Ooh. What are you telling me, God? If I don't forgive somebody, that if I don't forgive someone who trespassed against me, you're not going to forgive me? Yes, that's exactly what he's saying. Do you have unforgiveness towards someone this morning? Come on, guys. Do you have unforgiveness towards someone this morning? Who do we get to let it go to? Not the person who probably did something bad to you, but you let it go to God. When you cast your burden upon him, he will sustain you and uphold you. Sometimes we're like, I can't forgive that person. That's okay. That's okay. I understand that. But give it to God and forgive them and say, God, I forgive this person, but help me to forgive them over the journey. Because I remember um, I've been going through it for the last five months, five, six months. The moment that we moved into this role, there was some forgiveness that had to take place within me to push forward. If you didn't know that, now you know that. There was some forgiveness that has to, had to take place. I forgive them. I gave it to God, but I'm still on the journey of forgiving. But I gave it to God. Yes, sometimes it, it creeps up. At the moment it creeps up, I give it back to God. Because he's my sustainer. Are we all right this morning? God is saying clearly, you want me to forgive you and forgive that person who's done wrong to you. Forgiveness is never easy alone, but giving it to God to help you forgive someone becomes lighter and easier as time goes on. Next question. You've got to say, let it go. Do you have bitterness or anger this morning? Let it go. Let it go. Ephesians 4. It says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. If you I read this as like, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking put away from you. I just read this as like God saying, just let it go. Let it go. But let it go to who? Let it go to the... Lord, we don't cast our burdens upon anyone else. We cast our burdens upon him. Next question. Do you have worry this morning? One more time. Do you have worry this morning? You probably know the scripture, but I want to start it from the beginning of it. In Matthew 6, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. 
Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. We always quote either seek first the kingdom, or we always quote don't worry about tomorrow, but we forget that these two go hand in hand. Because therefore is there for a reason. Are we right? They say seek first the kingdom of God, and it goes therefore don't worry about tomorrow. So there must be something that comes first, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow. This is a position about how do we not worry about tomorrow? By seeking first the kingdom. How do we not worry about what's happening in the future? Seek first the kingdom. Because therefore, don't worry. As we seek first his kingdom, don't worry about tomorrow, but in the present today, give it to God. So do you have worry this morning? Let it go. Next question. Are you trying to control your life? Oh, what? Do you still want to control it? Okay, let's say it again. Are you trying to control your life? Let it go. Matthew 10, 39 says, He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Let me say that again. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Basically, you try to control your life, you'll lose it. You try to keep everything in your hand, you'll lose it. But anything in the hands of God, you're protected, you're sustained. And you don't have to worry because God's in your, you're in God's hands now. I think David put it in this way. It's better to be in the hands of God than the hands of my enemy. Are we right? It's better to be in the hands of God than the hands of my enemy. So if David knew this, then I take it as this. It's better to be in God's hand than in my own hands. It's better to be in God's hand than my spouse's hand. Even though my wife's amazing, but she's not God. Even though my son's amazing, he's not God. Even though Pastor D and my parents are amazing and you guys are amazing, you're not God. I'd rather be put in his hands and sustained by him than put my, my life in your hands and then be crushed. That's true. <laughs> I'm not saying you're not gonna do, gonna do any work for this. Like we give it to God and do nothing. You know how people just pray for a job but don't actually look for a job. Have you met those people? Yeah, yeah. So you're like, God, I'm believing for a job, but they sit home, watch TV all day, and not look for a job. There's an action between our prayer and our answer, you know. And it's just like this: when we let it go, there's this, there's this letting go and giving it to God. But then there's some action that needs to take place in between the two. There's still work on your side to do. The only difference is that God is sustaining you while you're doing it. So you're asking God, God, help me to forgive this person. And I forgive them. I release them from this, you know, the bottle scenario. I release this bottle to you right now, or whatever, of unforgiveness, bitterness. I give it to you. Even though sometimes that unforgiveness might creep up when you look at them, you give it back to God because he'll sustain you, sustain you through it. He will walk you through it. You see that person, you just look red. Ugh, don't like that person. That person did wrong to me. But over time, you will no longer see red, but you'll see love. You'll see love. 
there's still work on our side to do. Forgiving that person or persons become easier because of who is sustaining you. When we cast our burdens upon the Lord, he shall sustain you. Meaning that when you need to forgive that person, it becomes easier. Bitterness and anger starts becoming lesser because of who is sustaining you. So the question I want to ask us this morning, who is sustaining you? When you cast your burden, who do you cast it to? Do you cast upon the Lord or do you cast upon everything else other than the Lord? Worry about your situation becomes lesser because of who is sustaining you. Trying to control everything in your life. Who's done that? I know I have, you know. Trying to control everything in our life becomes lesser because of who is sustaining you. I want to leave us with this. If you can let, uh, learn to let go to God, He will release far more goodness and favor than what you've let go of. Let me say that one more time. If you can learn to let go to God, He will release far more goodness and favor than what you've let go of. So you might go, oh, well, I need to let go of this. I need to let go of this friend. Let's just say it's a friend. Because there's some friends in my life, Christian, or who go to church. Let's just say that. People who go to church that I had to let go of, from outside of here, not you guys. You guys are amazing. Okay. Um, there's some people that I had to let go of because they were actually stopping my freedom between me and God. They're actually pushing me away from God, even though they were church. And so I had to go a journey of like journeying out of the relationship with them. And you know what? I thought that I wouldn't make new friends. But over the time in my journey with God in the last few years, I've made new friends. Not all saved, but people who speak into my life anyway. You may be going, God, I can't let go of this whatever, this scenario. Trust me, if God's telling you to let go, he has something bigger in store for you. He wouldn't tell you to let go of something if he didn't have something better for you. You may be looking at a job or something's happening within your family and that may be stopping you even going to church and being in fellowship with God. And God's saying, can you just please let it go? Just let it go. Cast your burdens upon me and I'll sustain you. When you let that very thing go, whatever that may be, I can 100% guarantee that God will bless you 100 times over. That what you've lost of what you lost before, well, you'll gain back a hundred times more. I've been declaring that over my life and ever since we've taken over this role. Is that what we've lost, we'll gain a hundred times over. Between me and my wife, like personal things, things that we've been going through, it's like we're going to gain a hundred times over. That our future is better than today. That God has something in line for me that I've got a journey to but I've got to learn to let go of some things before I get there. You know why the Israelites couldn't go into the promised land? It's because they didn't want to let go. There was only young people who wanted to let go. That's what the church looks like, Israel. And God's like, cool, you can talk about Smith Wigglesworth. Cool, all the great men and women of God who did amazing things within the Aotearoa. It's amazing. But God's like, can you just let that go? Because I've got something more. The church is wishing upon something that used to be, but it's not going to be now. Because God has something new for us today. But we need to learn to let go of what we need to let go of. And so I want to ask this question again. What do you need to let go of to deepen your relationship with Jesus? 
It might be a, a thought. I'm too old. There's nothing left in me. Actually, if you're here this morning, let me tell you this. If you still have breath in your lungs, God has something for you to do today. Oh, but I'm too young. I'm still gotta, I still got to learn the Bible. You know, I don't know the Bible. I don't know God enough. No, let me tell you this. There's people in the Word of God that didn't know Jesus at all, but for some reason they changed they change their, their perspective. For example, in John 4, there was the, the Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman um, was this person who didn't know anything about Jesus, but for some reason she became the first evangelist. All she had was an experience with God at the well. And from that experience, she told others who saved the town. You know, like, God can use anyone, so don't make your age the problem. And if the age is the problem, then you need to let it go. You may be going, oh, oh man, but I've been, I've been hurt from people in my past, or I've been hurt from churches before, and I, just, I don't know if I can give my gift to God like this, or I'm just imperfect, or whatever it may be. I want to tell you this morning, let it go. Let it go. The only person stopping us this morning to obtain the things that God has ahead of us is you. You can't anymore blame the people who have wronged you because God says, cast your burdens upon me and I will sustain you. It means the people that maybe have wronged you, give it to him. He's your defender. He'll fight for you. He'll make sure that you're blessed more than you can ever think of and ever imagine. But we need to let go. So whatever that looks like to you this morning, I pray that you take it seriously of letting go. Um, I'm going to read the scripture before I finish. Just thought about it now. Philippians 3. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Meaning, let it go. Your past, let it go. Oh, you're, oh but, but I did all these things. Are you telling me that Jesus is smaller than the things that you did? Forgetting the past and look forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Let me say this again. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess the perfection of which Christ Jesus first possessed me. I press on. Meaning you've got to let go of some things to press on. Are we all right? Have you ever tried to press, press upon something when something's holding you back? I, all I can think of is with my son. Like I'm trying to do something and he's hanging on me. I'm trying to do the thing like I'm trying to pick something up and he jumps on, on my back. And I'm trying to press on, but he's jumping on my back and I'm being pushed back. In that scenario, I just got to let go and then I can pick it up. But in life, we need to do the same thing. Sometimes the pressing on requires us to let go of some things from the past, things that have hurt us, things that have, have pushed us aside so that we can obtain the things ahead of us. And also, pressing on means this. When you press on something, something has to be pressing against you. Are we right? 
if you go through a door it says press or pull you know that press or pull on the thing so when it says press you got to push the door right but there's still gravity and force getting pushed against you for you to press on just like in life there are things in front of you that you need to keep pressing on things that might try to stop you just keep pressing on but to press on between those moments we need to let go of what's in the past let go of what things may be holding us back so why don't we close our eyes from this moment ah I think we just need to make an act of declaration within our hearts as individuals. So if that's you this morning and you know like, oh man, yeah, there's some stuff I haven't let go of. I know I need to let go, but I haven't. If that's you this morning, I want to ask you to stand. You don't have to come to the front. Just stand where you are. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We ought to declare together this. This is simple. And say this. Repeat after me. I declare that I let go. So right now, as they declared, Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus that very thing that was upon them that they needed to let go, they chose today to let it go. So I declare that there'll be a lightness upon them right now in Jesus' name. I pray that weight be lifted. And I thank you, God, as they cast their burdens upon you. I just pray that through this week, they'll see your working hands work on their behalfs as they go through work, as they go through life this week, oh God. I just pray that there'll be testimonies this week of, of your you sustaining their life like never before. And so, Father, right now, we just release it to you. The very thing that we has been binding us, holding us back, and pressing deeper within you more, we declare in Jesus' name, we let it go. And so if that's you this morning, I just want to say, I let it go. One more time, I let it go. One more time, I let it go. One more time, I let it go. If you need to keep saying, say, I let it go. I let it go. If you need to keep saying it within your heart to, for you to believe it, say, I let it go. I let it go. I let it go. I let it go. And I thank you for your freedom that is pouring upon them right now in Jesus' name. I thank you for your peace that is pouring upon every individual that said, I let it go. God, we honor you and we thank you that you're in this place and working within each individual right now. God, we give you honor and glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody say amen.